Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All that means is that Funches has to do everything, which he has pulled off admirably so far today, Slee. That Funches People give him a lot of credit on Twitter right now. <laughs> Engineering. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, what's he getting? Uh, they just keep talking about... They keep bringing up the Mandy's. I'm like, guys, it's too soon. We don't have to bring up the Mandy's. Like, oh, he's producer and speaking of both. the Mandy's, did you see the new shirts that John Ferris put out there for 2023? Did Damn, you see that? man, I want one. Yeah, I really want one. He, Ferris, he's already campaigning. He, he's got. He gave them to us. At I was going to say, yeah, he gave us the the 2022 ones with the dates where he would yep uh, reach out. But we need to start. When do we start the official campaign? If we're doing it roughly the same time of year, so we did it in. It was in June. Yeah, it was in June. Yeah. So I think we start May 31st, you and I. <laughs> we really kind of get a final Just push. Just hit in. it hard. Just A couple really of weeks, in. really lean into yep. it. It's almost like when you go Probably see Probably do better than we did last time. You know you know when you talk about when you, you'd go see a doctor and you had to, you were trying for insurance purposes to, to hit like a certain threshold. You're going to tell me that final week you weren't the healthiest person in the world? The was, week before you're going to go see I the was. doctor? You're like, what? No, I'm. I have spinach. I don't know. I don't know what you guys are having. Bad day from speaking of that. Bad day for me. What was it? Yesterday? Maybe it was Saturday. So, I don't really weigh myself very often. Yeah, I, I gained four hundred pounds in Seattle. I don't like to weigh myself. It's depressing. Yeah, it makes me unless, makes me feel less. Unless Ireland brings a yeah, scale, in unless and you don't I have get a choice. ambushed by Ireland, I really don't like to weigh myself very much. Hey, how much do you weigh? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, is that what we're doing? Yeah. Um, I had to go. That so, when I know I'm doing pretty well, I'll. My, my my pants and my belts fit a certain way. They say a lot. And then every once in a while, you'll go to that normal belt hole, and it's like, well, my pants are falling. They're a little loose. I need to go one extra. And I'll tighten it mm. up a little bit. That's this, Yeah, we're in a good spot. Feeling pretty good about it. The opposite happened to me uh, on Saturday. I'm like, ooh, that, the normal one? Eh, it's feeling yeah. a little snug. We might yeah. have to go the other direction and loosen that well, thing up. Well, let me say, bit. you could, because there's a couple things to do in that situation. You can say, well, screw it. I'm still going the normal belt. Oh, so uncomfortable sleep. But you're telling yourself, like, well, you want to play this game. Like, I don't know if you're talking to your stomach. I don't know what you're doing. But you can do that one, or you can just really lean into, eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks. Was, I don't know where I went. Mine was very clear. Okay. Eh, what are you going to do? All right, do? so Category. I told you, when I'm in Seattle, we stay at we stay at the couple's house. Well, at their house, the husband's parents are there as well okay from india oh okay then there's some other cousins that are not staying there but their parents the uncle and the aunt yes also staying there. how big is this house four bedrooms wow four bed three okay three bath 2300 square feet 2021 i can't think of that really with the gold jackets what are those guys they put it up on redfin right now they put it up on redfin right now i'm gonna send out a tweet (laughs) how's got all the deets the exact size they built in 68 Uh, (laughs) why did you stay there if there were so many other people there now i have a whole new set of questions um, plenty of space, and okay. they were pushing us to stay there, so okay. so we did. And based off of the flight that we paid for, I was <laughs> yeah. I've never been Fair more enough. I've never been more Fair inclined enough. to stay. <laughs> well okay, said. so yes. so listen, listen to this. So the the parents, like the two, the aunt and the mom, bro, they're cooking so much Indian food, the entire time. So like, I wake up in the morning, I go downstairs, and like there would be this like eye contact, like okay. He's coming down? Okay. And they would they just feeding you? They would just get to work. I didn't know what was going on. I mean, I'm I'm talking, I'm eating till and I don't know why they ate so late, but they weren't eating till like nine thirty, ten o'clock at night for predominantly dinner purposes, right? Making fresh bread, doing this. I don't know what the hell's going on. I I ate for three straight days. <laughs> I ate Indian food for three straight days. What is that just a cultural thing? They late at night. I think like that? I think it was. Because I yeah, know the, the Spanish will eat late too. By the way, I think I'd make Italians, a good Italians do as well. I think really ma- imagine this. Imagine you're you you're in Spain, you wake up, you go to work for a little bit, you come yeah, back. Chapati in the of the day, bread? 
Just oh call God. it a night, right? Call it, call it a couple of, take a little nap. Go back to work for a few hours. Come home, drink a little wine, hang out with your family, have dinner, say, at 10 o'clock at night, a little more wine, sleep late the next you would, day. You would I'd thrive. You would thrive in that situation. <laughs> there was a moment where they're cooking these breads, and it's like a chapati bread. They're I don't cook- know what that is. It's... Uh, I'll find a photo for you. You'll know what I'm talking about once. Uh, well, that's more non, but yeah, chapati. I know non. It's kind of similar, you could say, okay. but some, sometimes some of these breads will have other stuff in it, like actual stuff in it. So she says to me, this is the this is the mom and the aunt. They both like, uh, they, ta- they basically both came at me. <laughs> I had one of the breads with this like soup that they made. It's kind of a thicker soup, and inside there's... Um, chickpeas and all their spices that they're using and then they dice up some onions and tomatoes just it's so perfect with the bread and i had the bread is a decent size i had a full full uh whatever you want to call it a bread and they said if you don't eat three of them that means you don't like the food oh no i'm like what the hell is happening here my girl she's kind of picking at whatever she is it was like almost like a challenge to me i'm like okay is that how it is i'll take four (laughs) <laughs> They're like, all right, enough of the bread. Three, that's aggressive. Very aggressive. I think they were just, I think they were screwing with me. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, see, I, I think they were. Can, <laughs> see if you can get him to eat a fourth one. I bet that guy from San Diego will eat five if we one, tell him one of, he's being rude if he does do cousins, it. One of the cousins, one of the cousins, she's like, hey, she's like, because um, they, would, they would prepare the food for you because they knew I didn't know what I was doing. So they would say, hey, this goes well with that. The yogurt goes well with this, whatever the case is. I think it just became a challenge. I told one of them one time, I'm like, I'm not even that hungry anymore. I'm good. She's like, wait a half hour. You're going to be asking. And what do you know? A half hour went by. I was eating again. <laughs> I love that they put a specific number on it. Usually it's, oh, dude, you like some more? And they no. just keep asking for it. You need to eat three of these They looked things. at me in the eyes and said, if you don't eat three, that means you don't like our food. <laughs> oh. Watch this. Stand back. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get after this a little bit. All right. Uh, Manny Machado was asked after the, the – Third consecutive yeah, loss yep. last night. The Dodgers have beaten the Padres eight of the ten times they've played this year. They've got a 15-and-a-half game lead in this deal. Um, and Machado was said that he's not at all concerned about getting swept by the Dodgers. He really should be. And this is not even a Padre thing specifically, but the Dodgers went, and I know that Tatis isn't there. He started a, a rehab assignment. He's going to come back, and he's yeah. going to make their lineup better. They didn't lose out by a run here or there. They didn't lose because they didn't have Tatis come up in a clutch situation. They got smoked in these games. And and, and I get it. That I'll, I'll go back to this. In 1988, the Dodgers and Mets played in the regular season. I want to say, I'm, I get this a little wrong, but it's mostly right. Ten times, I think the Mets beat them like eight out of the ten times. Hmm. Dodgers beat them in the playoffs. We go to the World Series. Kirk Gibson hits the home run. So I understand that. But that was something that feels very different than this because – the Dodgers have so many good pitchers, such a deep lineup, that Muncie and Bellinger are starting to hit now a little bit. There really is no place to hide if you're a pitcher there. I was sitting there on Friday night watching the game, and all right, Mookie starts the game, base hit. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden Freeman comes up, base hit, and Trey Turner. It's just, those three are just automatic and, and Will Smith is right there, too. Yeah. His average isn't quite as high as those yeah. other three guys, yeah. but he drives in runs like every time. three hits on mm-hmm. Friday night. The Padres don't have that lineup. The Padres don't have uh, an opportunity to run. Okay, well, here here comes Darvish. Okay, well, who's coming next? Well, Musgrove. Okay, Dodgers, one guy after the next. They should be very worried. The Mets should be worried. The Braves, the Cardinals, everybody should be worried about what they're seeing. I think I give you a good perspective. So I think I'd mentioned, I mentioned on Thursday that I was down in San Diego on Wednesday and ended up going to the game. Soto's first game as a Padre, ended up going to that game. There was a, there's kind of a, a real buzz around San Diego for a quick second. There isn't that much to cheer for down there. You don't have the Chargers anymore. Padres is really the only thing that you have. Not that many people are excited about San Diego. They're really they're the only show in town is the San Diego Padres. So that Juan Soto deal, and this is going to go back to what Machado said. That Juan Soto deal is is supposed to put the Padres in a conversation. Nobody's saying they're going to go beat the Dodgers, but it's supposed to put them in a position that they should be able to. Um, there's a lot of momentum last week going into that three game set Friday, Saturday, sure. and Sunday for the Padres. Sure. And for them to walk away 
losing 20 to 4. <laughs> I don't think that's small potatoes. I really don't. The Dodgers didn't need to sweep the Padres. No. The Dodgers have dominated the Padres over the last handful of years. The Dodgers have handled, for the most part, dominated the division for the last handful of years. That doesn't guarantee you a World Series, but the Dodgers have done their part. So that quote that you're talking about with Manny Machado, I'm sure there's probably a lot of Padre fans, and I'm sure Dodger fans, that probably wanted to hear from Machado, you know, they're in a different class. And we're not sure yet if we're going to get there, but we got a lot of work to do. To say you're not worried about getting swept after you just got Juan Soto. And, and, <laughs> and you Josh lose, Bell and, and Josh Hader. And they you lose big. 20 to 4 over those three games. It, you know what it sounds like to me, Trav? It sounds a little delusional. Hey, I, I don't want to make it a big deal, even though I know and that their clubhouse knows it's a big it's deal. It's one of those, I'm not worried, you're worried. Mm-hmm. Why, 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 why is everything I'm worried? I'm not worried at all. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. It's, it's what, no, it's not. The, the more that you tell me everything's fine, the more I'm convinced that, that it it's is, not fine. That yeah. it's not. And, and here's the scariest part. Did you get a chance to watch any of the game last night on ESPN? Because they said it yeah. a yeah. lot during the game mm-hmm. last night, and they said it a couple of other times, too, that this not only was a blockbuster for the Padres to go get who they got, but it was arguably the largest haul of prospects ever yep. put into a deal in Major League history. Look at where the Dodgers are right now and project to where they're going to be next year. Mm-hmm. They're going to be roughly the same. Project the year after that. They're going to be roughly – Mookie's still in his prime. You've got Freddie Freeman, who will still be a very effective player. You've got all – got some players you'll figure out. What are they going to do with Trey Turner? Trey, What's going to happen? They'll, they'll, yeah. He'll either be there or he won't. But if you take him off, they're still in the credit. So the point I'm building to is there's a chance that the Padres just emptied their entire bank mm-hmm. account and I'm talking both prospects and money and everything else, to go be the second-best team in their division for the entirety of the Juan Soto experience and never be within 100 miles of the Dodgers. That is a very, very realistic possibility. I will say this. I think there are – not everybody's on an equal playing field. I think there's certain teams in certain markets where you feel like, you know what, let's just freaking roll the dice and see what happens. And the Dodgers are in a class of their own. So I think if the Dodgers are making a Hail Mary move or, hey, this is the move that might screw us or potentially we hit lightning in a bottle for the next five years or three years, whatever the case, Dodgers don't need to do things like that. Padres are a good example of probably an organization that feels like they need to. But the Hail Mary, Al, is so cr- – because I, I get the idea of a Hail Mary, right? Mm-hmm. That, look, we, we, we've got an opportunity. It's narrow. They're not got, a bad team. They're not they're a not. bad team. But the problem is they're, it's not like you've got this group of 10 teams and no one's really separated and we can get in the 10 and we got a shot. You've got a group of six or seven teams, but there's this one team on the top up yeah. here because we, we're talking about the players – Urias isn't going anywhere. Nope. Bueller's not going anywhere. May's not going anywhere. Dustin, or I should say, uh, Tony Gonsolin isn't going anywhere. Will Smith and 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 Mookie Betts and Gavin Freddie Lux. Freeman and Gavin Lux. These guys are not. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. So you can go take your hail mary, and now you're on the fifty yard line. The Dodgers are already in the end zone. This is this is not the best example, but I'm I'm just trying to explain where I think some teams like this are trying to do. Remember when the Raptors traded for Kawhi, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, what does it matter? It's a cool move. You're not beating the Golden State Warriors, and I and I almost look at the Dodgers as as dominant as they are. I'm not saying they're the Warriors. Warriors cashed in. Right away, they won multiple championships, whatever the case is. I think some teams have a pipe dream chance, and that's what they do. And this just kind of shows the pressure that the Dodgers put on everybody else. You don't think the Dodgers put pressure on the Padres to go get Juan Soto and empty their entire farm system? I think they did. What if he leaves? What if they get well, I, I, two I, years can, and he bounces? Can I tell you something? I think that's what will happen. I think they will have him for can you afford it? I mean, three postseasons. Yes. Three postseasons, and then he'll eventually move. Th- okay, he's going to make $500 million of course, plus. Of course he is. But think about it like this. 
whatever happens this year happens this year. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens next year happens next year. And maybe let, look, the odds are they're not going to go to the World Series. They're not the best team in the National League. They won't be the best team in the National League next year. Maybe they'll sneak in, and then it changes the dynamic. It could happen, bit. right? It, it, it could. Mm-hmm. But let's say you get to the middle of the third year that we're talking about, and you're 10, 12 games behind the Dodgers. You haven't gotten to the World Series. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you got to flip them again, but, right? But, but could I tell you something? And I think that was part of – this is what made the Soto deal so unique, is that he's so young and still had X amount of years guaranteed. You might be right. They might be in two years – looking at the trade deadline and saying, what can we get back for Juan Soto to fill up some of that farm system that they gave up? All right, the Lakers and LeBron James's team have had productive talks. So what exactly are they waiting for, and when does it get done? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. And let me ask you this. Are you in a funner state of mind? Because it's time for a summer Friday at Harris Resort SoCal on Friday, August 12th. That is coming up this Friday. Al and I are going to be down there. We're going to be doing the show live. If you win, and if you call us right now and have an answer to this question, where did Slee travel to this weekend? That's why I got to listen to the show all day long. Where did Slee go this weekend? If you have the answer to that question and Funch picks you up and you have the right answer, one night stay at Harris SoCal for you and a guest. $100 resort credit. Lunch with the two of us. Show your skills at the Top Golf Swing Suite and a live Ask Slee. Plus, you get to enjoy Harris Resort, SoCal Paradise Poolside, and California's award winning trifecta of pools in California's first and the nation's largest Hell's Kitchen location opening on August 12th. If you want to win, call right now and have the question, the answer to the question, where did Slee go this weekend? 877 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. People are disappointed in the photo you put out. There's no, there's no Bobby. Yeah, Bob was uh, preoccupied. Is he back in Oregon or you just going to keep Don't worry about it. He was not on our trip. That's where he was. No, he was working this weekend. He was not able to go on the trip with us. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I, I don't – he would have liked most of it, I think. I don't know if he would have indulged in the I octopus should give tacos. Him, you should give him your comics. <laughs> so that way, anywhere he's at, he can have access to just – and by the way, he just – like, it's always on. And then he just chimes in whenever he wants. He just takes his headset off and puts it on. I just and, pot him up and just yeah, let him. Just whenever he whenever feels he it's necessary. Say something. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we're going to do that. I, I think that that's an does he know result. Does he know that we bring him up a lot? He listens. Okay. He, he he's a listener, so I'm sure that he has a pretty good sense of of what's going on. Bobby, I'm going to send you a link. <laughs> You're going to give him the to field tap app the, on your that's phone. Right, the field tap app. Yeah, just have him have him do that. He can call in whenever he wants. Funch, tell me again who our winner is for our uh, Friday afternoon in Rick San Diego. Perkerny. Rick Perkerny. 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 Yes. Congratulations to you, Rick. You win a one night stay at Harris SoCal for you and a guest. Ah, baby, Rick. One hundred dollars resort credit. Lunch with you, me, Funches, everybody else that's going to be down there you could show off your skills at the top golf swing suite and a live ask sleep congratulations rick and i believe funch correct me if i'm wrong i think we got another one or two to give away throughout the rest of this week uh yes we do yo okay. I, I think one more one if more not maybe two more okay yeah, one more one to more give, more away, to give away and we got lafc suite tickets to give away as we're well. uh we're a busy couple have you been to an lafc game since the last time we went 
No, I have not. Neither have I. No. I, I watched one on TV the other night. I, I Every time I see that place on TV, it is unreal. Such an underrated, so by the way, it's such an underrated stadium it's because fantastic. there's so much other stuff going on. Like, think about that. Think about how you can have a brand new MLS team that comes X amount of years ago. They build a brand new stadium right next to SC. And it kind of gets lost in the shuffle because of everything else going on in L.A. when it comes to sports. Well, the Olympics will be here in six years, I guess, of 2028. The Olympics are coming up. And you think about all the the venues that no. they're going to have. I mean, what do we need, do By we the need way, to build? Do we still need like a velodrome or a rowing track or something? That's, Not a track. That, what would you call that? That's why you don't – that's why there's – everything is built for la already has everything built for things like this like why do you go to another city there's no reason to go to another city they should go to other places I, I, like once twice in my lifetime is the perfect amount of time for the olympics i got him when i was 13 you're gonna get march madness here yeah you're gonna get the college football championship college football championships this year is it so far you're gonna say. get you mentioned the olympics yeah you, it, olympics are fine and everything one, once is there a World Cup coming anytime soon? Uh, well, they they give those out what like eight years. The next one's coming up in a, in a few months, right? Yeah, in the it's winter in November. 2022. Yeah, yeah, Cutter, November. Cutter, Cutter, Cutter. Yes, I don't I don't know um, if holding that in Cutter during the summer was a great decision. No, it's not. Pretty that's why they that's why they're, they're making November. it like in November. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's push that back. Did anybody not think it's it was July 150 degrees? That it oh was no, they knew there? that. Well, finances. Yeah, I mean, is is that governing body on the up and up? A little Real finances helped uh, shut that argument up. Why is LeBron Think they not signed cash? his new deal yet? <laughs> Probably a little over here, a little over there. Here's World my a World Cup will be here in twenty twenty six. Twenty twenty six. Oh, that's we're splitting it with Canada and Mexico. That's right. right? Yes, the North American yeah. Uh, World Cup. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I completely forgot. Are you as big of a soccer fan as you are a college football fan? Baby shower. Oh, you know, you know what this is. That's going to be my new thing when I just I'm just going to whisper to you and then hope that it doesn't get any louder. Do you know what happened this weekend? That we would that will happen every single weekend until Valentine's Day. You could probably figure it out. It happened this oh, weekend. Football. Football. Yeah. We had a football game. We had the Jags and the Raiders in yep. the Hall of Fame game. Yep. And there will be football every, every single weekend, weekend until from now the off week of the Super Bowl. Yeah, with the Pro Bowl that week. Yeah. But there, the off week of there's the a football football. game. I mean, they're out there playing two-hand touch, but it is a football game. So all the way through the middle of February. Did, did you happen to catch any of that Raider-Jags game? No. So, Funch, did you see any of it? I saw a little bit of it. A little so bit. I saw maybe 10 minutes. That third quarter, that drive, seven minutes to left to go I, in the I saw third. the first touchdown where the Raider guy, like he did like a spinning roundhouse kick as a, a celebration. <laughs> Those that, that first preseason because those guys are super so unlucky because they got to play an extra one yeah, right it's yeah. just the luck of the draw where if you get stuck in that Hall of Fame game you have sorry you're going yep. you're playing another one that's the way that it goes that dichotomy of the people that are on that field you have maybe half the guys that are out there are doing everything they possibly can to try to make an impact on the coaching staff. Oh, yeah. An impression to this stick around for This is literally an opportunity to stay in, in the league. And then the other half are like, dude, can just stay away from uh, me. It's the weird. Imagine if half the guys on a baseball field didn't care, letting balls fall in front of them. The other guys <laughs> are running through the wall at full speed. One pitcher's throwing 40 miles an hour, and the other guy's throwing 140. That's what those football games feel like. It is the an NBA game. Yeah. One is I'm desperate to make this team, mm -hmm. and the other is first quarter of the NBA All Star game. It is bizarre. Well, but you said something there that does kind of get. It actually comes to me more knowing that you got a game on Saturday. It's like, oh no no, it's freaking here. We get the NFL back. We're gonna get college football back. We spent a little time on this last week. Lincoln Riley expectations. USC where they're gonna go. SC is going to matter again. You know, it, it's theoretically. I think they're going to matter. If they're good, they will. Why? And and the expectation, all of a sudden, there is expectations sure. where there hasn't been the last couple of years. We'll have more SC conversations than we've had For in sure. the past. And that just kind of sticks to we're getting closer to that time of the year where some of this stuff happens. You see this thing, this uh, tweet from Shams about a half hour ago. What do you got? Kevin Durant has reiterated his trade request to Nets Governor Joe Sy. And says Sai has to choose either Durant or the pairing of GM Sean Marks and head coach Steve Nash per Shams. Wait a second. 
Hold on. Just, I, I'm, wow. I'm, ge- I'm, yeah. ge- I'm genuinely yeah. asking. Yep. I'm genuinely asking. Yep. He's saying you either want me yep. or you need to get rid of the head coach yep. and the general manager. Yes. Wasn't the head coach a basically hand-picked, hand-picked. by Kevin Durant yeah. a season ago? Steve Nash used to work with him when he was with the Warriors. I think it was his shooting coach down there or something like that. Well, look, I get it. He's mm-hmm. one of the best players in the league. What? 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 Like, this doesn't make any sense. This is somebody that decided, I'm going to go here. I'm going to pick the coach. I'm going to pick my teammates. We're going to build this thing here. And then in one bad season, they've decided that you need to nuke the whole thing or I want out. That That's, that's a disaster. You know what that could be? That could just be him just saying that to be absurd just so they move him a little bit quicker. Could be. Get but, me out of here. But, 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 but I, here. I can't just move him for you know four quarters for a dollar. It's Kevin Durant mm-hmm. because look, I don't think anybody wants it to get like this. But couldn't if if I'm Joe Sy, could I not say, "Listen, Kevin, I'm not doing that. There's no deal that makes sense for us. I know you want to leave. Your choices are not what you just said. Your choices are to play with us and see if we can get this thing to work, or you can not play because I can't move you. I can't get something that is." equal value to you i I, there there is no kevin durant deal that makes sense for us you can't just hold a gun to my head to do this he doesn't care so then they shouldn't care that's okay that's all right if you know if you decide that that's cool that's your position that's your situation but it takes two to uh tango when it comes to a trade and they don't have to trade. guys there's like rumors about the nets that all the nets players they hate steve nash like he's coaching style and stuff like that Hmm. do you do whatever he wants do you just say, okay, look, did, do you give him Bill Russell's type of, of say, okay, coach the team, be the best player on the team? Like, what, what are we talking about? It's going to have to How much another control coach? Well, can KD, you give him before it becomes ridiculous? KD had sent a tweet three hours ago, so if we could have got that story from Shams three hours ago, we would have known he'd have been online and he could have said <laughs> something about it. But how much, how much control? Because, look, this is not dissimilar. We'll come back and we'll talk about this, too. We'll, yeah. we'll put it all together. LeBron obviously has an outsized voice when it comes to determining the direction of the Lakers moving forward, right? That he is somebody that is their best player. He is somebody that has outsized influence. But he also works collaboratively to a point. Kevin Durant is basically holding the Nets hostage. How do you figure out how to make that thing happen? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Slee, if you got the um, Kevin Durant juice, would you just show up one day and demand that Funches and I get fired or you're not coming to work anymore? Is that, is that something that's going to happen? No, I would say I want to do my show from Terranea. <laughs> And I'm available from 10.30 to 11 a.m. I do a half hour a day, Monday, Wednesday, You're Friday. Michael Thompson? Why not? Well, if I, could, if I have the KD juice, yes. Okay. We should call it the Michael Thompson juice. There, there, there comes a time where uh-huh. look, we're all working for juice, yep. right? We all want to get to a point where we I'm can at least— a margarita at 11. If, have a margarita at 11 and at least have a little bit of say in how your career is going to play out. Mm-hmm. I want to work with that person. I don't want to work with that person. I'd like you to do more of this and less of that. We're, that it's the goal we're all hoping for, right? To at least have some equity in it. And Kevin Durant certainly does. 
But now his read, read the tweet again, Lee from from Shams about what he wants done exactly. No, right, let me find it here. He wants he wants uh, he told basically Josiah, he wants Sean Marks and Steve Nash gone out, or he if wants he's to be going traded. to stay. Yep. What do you do? Because this is the same guy that wanted to hook up with Kyrie Irving. Yep. Disaster. Mm-hmm. This is the same guy that said, "Let's give DeAndre Jordan all this money." Disaster. This is the same guy that said, let's have Steve Nash be the head coach instead of Kenny Atkinson, who was pretty well respected throughout the league, Kenny yeah, Atkinson was. was. Steve Nash, one year in, disaster. And they, by the way, they had made the playoffs. They were kind of an exciting young team. They were, you know, they're kind of on, on the up and up. Nobody's telling you they were going to compete for a chip or anything And like so that. now we have to decide that everything else you've suggested has gone up in flames. Why? Did, at some point I said, dude, I can't, I can't let you decide okay. what everything you want to do sucks. Let me, let me ask you this. How much juice does KD have? Does KD have the juice to kick off your kick out your GM and your head coach? It is, by the way, it's we're going to find out. He it's, might. It's not out of the ordinary for this to happen nope. from a sports perspective. Top notch players, everything else. If Giannis tomorrow said, "Hey, I want a different coach, and I also want a different general manager," I think the Milwaukee Bucks are going to accommodate. I that. agree. If Luca says that, they're probably going to accommodate. I that. agree. Um, certain players, I think, have that juice. You know what's kind of crazy? I think KD is losing juice as the days go by. No question. I think KD is one of those players that you would have told me two years ago that when he's leaving the Golden State Warriors, hey, I'm going to leave the Warriors, I'm going to come to your franchise, but you're going to oh, you're going to accommodate a lot of things. You wonder if that's why he bounced, because he didn't have that. Uh, they'll do most of what I want mm-hmm. them to do, but they won't do everything that I ask them to do. You know the problem with that is? The problem is... I think he's undervaluing how important it is to have the structure. Of course. To have what – this is what guys do. There's a front office that makes decisions, and you can have those collaborative conversations with them. He's undervaluing that. I've always liked Braun putting pressure on front offices. I've always liked that. I always loved when in Cleveland he's like one plus one, and they never felt comfortable. But Cleveland also wasn't known as running this unbelievable but, franchise. See, I, want, I want to push back a little bit here. In Miami, I don't think he had that juice. I, he, Pat Riley. But that's, Eric, that's my point. I was think backed up by Pat Riley. But even LeBron went, look, and you're right. LeBron is very strategic. And the way that he goes about his thing is by exerting pressure. I'm only going to do a one-on-one. In other words, if, I don't, if you're not doing things to <laughs> my liking, I, I, but what he's not doing is walking in or going on yeah. Twitter and hitting the damn detonator where it comes in and just says, he's got to go, he's got to go. This guy, I don't want to play here. He puts a ton of pressure on people, but he does it in a way that allows the organization to continue to function, at least to a point, okay, let's go get this guy. He wants yeah. this guy. Let's yeah. get this coach. He wants that coach. He's not out there just nuking the place every other year. So I, I want to – I love Katie's game. I, I genuinely enjoy Everybody watching does. Kevin Durant. When he was in Oklahoma City – and people are going to say, I don't know how people think of how that organization is run, but I thought Sam Presti and the and the Oklahoma City Thunder, I thought they ran the organization the way they drafted, the way they developed a lot of these players. There seemed to be like, hey, this thing is... One of the best in the business. Okay, now, they did also trade James Harden. It was a crucial mistake. They should have never done that. KD ends up leaving. He goes to an organization that's even more organized, which is the Golden State Warriors. And the Warriors, it's... Hey, you're a star. You're going to get finals MVP here and everything else. But there's some structure here. You can't just walk in and say, hey, we want Steve Kerr out. We want this out. We want that out. I feel like as his career is progressing here. What do you do? What, what, what do you do? If you're Joe Psy. You do what's in the best interest of the Brooklyn Nets. And, and, if, which is and if that means keep KD you, you, there, then you, you keep KD I there. I think that's the answer, right? The, the, what's in the best interest of the Nets is to probably cut those other two guys loose and to try to make it, it might be impossible. He he strikes me as one of those guys that's almost impossible that every time you give him what he wants, he decides he wants something else. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, you know, when you, you put it that way, I don't know if I'm getting rid of my GM and my coach if I think those are the right GMs and coaches. But they're the, the coach is there because Kevin Durant said that's mm-hmm. the guy I want, or at least signed off on it, and now he doesn't. It, it, that, that's a pretty quick turnaround. And by the way, this is all – without even talking about the Kyrie Irving part of all of right. this. Kyrie, the, the Kyrie is suddenly maybe not the most unstable personality in your organization. That's saying something. That says a whole lot. That says a whole lot. And the only reason why this, first of all, deserves conversation because it's KD. But, Trav, for two months I feel like we've been talking about, well, if Kevin Durant leaves, 
Yeah, but he hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah, yeah, but if KD leaves and that means this for Kyrie and then maybe the Lakers can make a but, trade with the Nets and another team gets involved, that's really for our own personal selfish perspective how we're looking at it. Go back to what you said. I don't know. Even firing the coach and the GM, as weird as it sounds, that's that's they're easier to replace than Kevin Durant is. And I know that yep. he's getting towards yep. the there, – there is no trade coming back. You're like, yeah, we got the better end of that. Not if Kevin Durant's on a different mm-hmm. team he didn't. It doesn't exist. So he's he's going to get what he wants. I'm trying to see here because I know we were we brought up LeBron here for a quick second. Did you see that article? There was some of this stuff about Anthony Davis. Yeah, Sean Devini of Heavy um, reported that Lakers front office would prefer to explore Davis trade value when James exits the franchise. Every time I hear, and you know, is what it is. That could be a conversation that wouldn't happen until you get to 2024 or something along those lines, but. It's kind of interesting to see where both of these franchises were a year ago, where the Lakers were, where the Nets were. And you thought everything was perfectly in place. When I say perfectly in place, as in you're going to at least be competing for a chip, right? Like these two teams should be competing for a championship. Both of those teams worst combined didn't scenario. win one playoff I was game. say, worst case scenario, you're in the playoffs and competing. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you're not the bit, but... Like right, you said, you're out in the Western one Conference One team finals, was in Eastern 11th place. The other team had to use the play-in round to and get into the playoffs by the and Celtics. eventually got swept. Look, I, I like player empowerment. Yeah. I like that the players have some control over where they go and how they and who they play with. But this is the dark side of this whole thing, right? Where the whole thing that every year, if it doesn't work out, hit the button. Give me new guys. Give me a new coach. Give me a, G- give me a new GM. Give me a new this. Give me a new that. That if you're constantly having to cater to the whims of this as opposed to, hey, let this thing cook for a minute. Let's see what happens. But isn't it ridiculous enough now to where if you're a franchise out there that you're, you're looking like, hey, this is not a winning recipe. Like what KD is doing is obviously if Kevin Durant was coming off an NBA championship or making a run at the NBA finals and said, guys, uh, my value's never been any higher. I don't like the coach. I don't like the GM. But he's not coming. The situation that they're coming off of is awful. Like I, That power, that juice, if you're an owner out there, are you giving – I get it where you can want to give players as much power as possible without affecting what the end result's going to be. I feel like KD is affecting that entire franchise, and it doesn't There's seem like – There's a better way to do it, though, a positive right? way. The, the way that LeBron is doing it is the better way to do it, which mm-hmm. is – hey, listen, got a two-year thing here. I Maybe I'll do two if I see if what I like is what I like, and maybe we'll do one and one if what I like Tom's is what I like. KD signed it for you. That's what I mean, but, but this, is, yeah. this is how you go about exerting your influence without torpedoing the legitimacy of the friend. The Nets are a garbage fire right now. How are they supposed? To, how are they supposed to get any sort of equal value when he's out there burning the place to the ground? Yeah. How you know? That's what I mean. I want out. Okay, cool. Let us go to work on this. For instance, I think the Lakers again, different circumstances because of where Westbrook and KD are in their careers, but at least the Laker thing is quite. Look, let us go see what's out there. Mm-hmm. Let us see what we can get done. Where if Russell Westbrook every day was on Twitter saying how much but he you know wants to get him. the hell out of there, you know, what hurt him in that value is when his former agent comes out. It didn't help. But, but at least it wasn't puts him. Out that presser, right? And was like, I think you should stay with the Lakers, and because you're you don't want to stay with the Lakers, that's why I'm divorcing our 14 year relationship. I love that Kyrie and Russell Westbrook are now not the most difficult people to KD deal with. Took it. Kevin Durant KD now took has it. when he's not sniping at people for having crappy cars and bad internet connections like he did over the weekend. Kevin Durant, has he's it. doing this. He's my new favorite player. More KD. Give him more power. Give him an ownership stake. See what else can go wrong. Just make him commissioner of the league. I like it. You're, you're just just, get, just <laughs> Adam Silver, move on over. Here comes Kevin Durant. Give him whatever he wants. Let's make sure this entire thing comes together. The dump and super crosstalk coming up next is Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So this one just came across right now, Al. Uh, Olivia Newton-John has died at the age of 73, perhaps best known for her uh, role as Sandy D. Yep. From, from Greece. Uh, 73 years old, Olivia Newton-John passed early. Bunches, were you just saying uh, you're watching Greece over the weekend? Yeah, Saturday was actually on my house. Mm. Like, we were, it was on just, you know, all day on my house. Like, my girl loves that movie. Yeah, sad. Are you a musical guy, Slee? I'm not a no. I'm not just uh, won't play it off here. I'm really not. I, but I, you know, some of these classics, I'll be okay with watching it. But I don't go out of my way to watch musicals. I'm not a huge musical, but Gre- like the movie, it's, it's so campy and and silly yeah, that it was funny. A little Grease Lightning, a little Beauty School Dropout. It's a classic. Uh, you know? Summer Lovin', of course, mm-hmm. the uh, Olivia Newton-John song right there. So. R.I.P. Olivia Newton-John, 73 years old. Here's a little uh, Rams news for you. Andrew Whitworth will join ESPN's Mina Kimes and NFL Network's Andrew Siciliano on the Rams' preseason TV broadcast on Channel 7. And the guy on the losing team during the All-Star Friday night, Kurt Sandoval, will uh, be the the sideline reporter. He dropped the home run. Had he just brought it back. Had he just gotten his glove on that and brought it back, uh, he would have been on the winning team like Funch and I were able to Still trying to figure out. How Taylor was safe. <laughs> he wasn't. How was he how wasn't. Taylor safe? Look, this is one of those things like Don Degger in the And 85. the ump came in the third inning. Hey, look. Huh? It, mistakes were made. We can all agree. Like 85 World Series, right? When they called, uh, I think it was Vince Coleman safe at first base, or out at first base. He was clearly safe. What are you going to do? It's just, you know. And then all of a sudden, a the final inning, everybody started walking. <laughs> what the hell happened? By the way. Yes. That's the right response. What do you mean? That is the right response. Just saying that we won. That's Respect. All. Speaking of. silence there. Travis, again, I don't have your theme song. I apologize. <laughs> but uh, what can we do? I'll just say, sweet tea, part. we love you. Okay? Here it comes. Does Travis go deep? Travis goes deep! <laughs> That's really the only part that you need to hear. Did Travis go deep? Travis went deep. Um, I think Andrew Whitworth will be – look, preseason football is weird. Yeah. It, it, it is weird. And Siciliano is a great play-by-play guy. You see him on red zone. Mina, of course, knows football inside and out. She'll be great. I think Whitworth is going to be really good at this. I'm interested we, in that. We've talked to yeah. him on this show. Yeah. Uh, we talked to him um, after they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He is not only – what, he played in like 16 years at an incredibly important position at an incredibly high level. He's funny. He's insightful. He's thoughtful. He recently played. I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Especially breaking down the Rams. and I'm sure a lot of the conversation is going to be about the regular season. I'm sure a lot of the conversation is going to be about the competition. It doesn't have to just be on the game that's going on. That doesn't mean anything. I'm in on Whitworth. I want to hear what he has to say about leadership. Because, look, they have new players this year, right? OBJ may or may not come back. You got your right guard, Austin Corbett. He went to uh, Carolina. Darius Williams went to Jacksonville. Johnny, you've got guys that are gone along the way, right? Andrew Whitworth's void is going to be, yep. I think, just as important as anything else as to whether or not this team is successful the way they were last year. If they can get most of that leadership somewhere else, I think they'll be okay. If they're not, it could be a problem. So just so I understand, when you're promoting that he's going to be a part of the broadcast pregame show, they're obviously going to be tuning in to you and Kirk. Clear, clearly. Okay. Starts at 5 o'clock on Saturday right. afternoon, Slee. Um, then the broadcast starts. End of the first quarter hits. They run to their radio. Oh, I just don't think they take their headsets off. I just think that they, you know, they go well, from what the about, TV headset what about, to the radio headset. Oh, okay, I got you. I was going to yeah. say, just so they can hear, you know, Whitworth and me. Well, sure. Well, no, else. they want to hear me. They want to hear me say that was uh, two completions yeah. from Bryce Perkins On in the, the Rams quarter. radio <laughs> network. The ESPN LA Rams radio, radio network. network. Yeah, no, I'm, look, I'm in mid-season form. <laughs> I'm ready to go. HBO Max and Discovery Plus are going to merge into one streaming yep. service. Um, I have H. Well, I don't have HBO Max. I have access to somebody's streaming account that has HBO what Max. What don't so- you have? Can we can we barter on something? 
or you can't give somebody else's that you're Well, getting. I pay for Netflix. I pay for Prime. Nobody um, believes that. I pay Nobody for Disney that. and ESPN. Nobody believes no, that. I, I, so I pay, I pay for those four. Okay. Um, <laughs> everything else is Everything else we're kind of negotiating. You know what I need? If anybody out there is in the market, anybody's got any Hulu, I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be Team Hulu. I'll do a little Hulu. That's the one thing I don't buy. Hulu? I, yeah. I, I do you have a Hulu, Slee? I do have Hulu. All right. Let, yeah. Let's go. Slide. Just put it on a piece of paper. I'll give you. Um, I'm gonna need the other four. I'm canceling my four <laughs> to get that one. They're gonna. They're, they're, eventually, they gotta figure out a way to not have that. But work, when you right? say HBO Max and Discovery Plus will merge, I'm so confused about how many streaming services are there. So I don't think that changes my life at all. I don't. And I don't have Discovery. Plus. I know I use HBO Max. Yeah, I use that pretty too. regularly. I don't know what's on Discovery Plus, but I have a feeling if I looked at it, there's probably, probably some stuff good. I'd like to watch. Yeah, yeah. What? Put two together. Taylor could be on Discovery Plus for his <laughs> yeah, right? trip in Alaska. Walking through the uh, – the, yeah. I figure like on a glacier, kind of uh-huh. walking around with his flannel on, his K-Rock hat, just kind of out there I hope he's doing his K-Rock hat. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? No. No, oh. actually, I think you are wrong. Yeah. I think once he's in like that environment, it's like a different person that he's actually wearing um, almost as if like he's going to war. And he's got like a paint on his face. Everything. Like he just goes into a completely different world. I don't know. I get the sense that he is who he is. It's like wearing be- uh, bear fur all over his. You know what we should do? <laughs> we should all. No, here's what we're going to do. He's not listening. So all. Not, no, he's not, definitely not listening. Not, co- not collectively. So yeah. we can't send it in a group with Trav, Funches, and Slee. Mm-hmm. Individually, each of us need to send him a text and see if he hits any of us back. It's a good idea. To, to see, to see right, if, how, if how anybody we, ranks higher in his must-hit back list. Do we do it like I do one tomorrow, Funch does one on I think we all Wednesday. send them today and just kind of a, hey, dude, how's Alaska? How's the trip going? Just really innocuous well, it's to also, see if we get anything back. Also, what's important is does he copy and paste? Like if yeah, I, because yeah, if Funch hits him, <laughs> how Fun, are Funch you guys? Hits, if Funch hits him with, "Hey, how's Alaska going?" and he's like, "Man, it's going great. Weather is awesome." Blah blah Miss blah. Miss you guys. And then I then hit him with a text. He's like, "Geez, I got to answer this again." Well, let me just copy what I sent Funches and send Highlight, it to Slee. Alt C, Alt X, select all. <laughs> there you go. Um, Thirty years ago today, in 1992, Al. The Dream Team won the gold medal at the 1992 Summer Olympics. Yeah, that was uneventful. Um, what a weird time that was. Yeah. Because we, we, I don't know why we felt like I mean, maybe because we hadn't won it in a minute. But we decided that we needed to let everybody know we had the best basketball players in the world. We, I think yeah. everybody kind of knew that. Well, we lost in 88. We got the bronze in 88. 88. And then we decided, all right, let's bring Magic in. We'll get Larry Bird and yep. Jordan and Barkley and yep. everybody else on that team. Maybe the least competitive basketball environment ever. I'll never forget that moment, that nail-biter with the United States and Angola. <laughs> I mean, it really kind of came down but, to the okay, end. I know you're being funny. 116-48. to 48. The games, That was really the score, 116-48 between the games, USA and Angola. Ridiculous, obviously. Remember the guy wanted to shake Magic's hand? <laughs> yeah, of course. He wanted an autograph? I don't know. Well, and then uh, Pippen and Jordan took turns breaking Kukoc's soul in the Remember, game against uh, Barclay, Croatia. Elbow, the Barclay, Angolian. Yeah. Yeah. That all bothers me. Barkley, what are you doing? But see, here's the thing, guys. Those games were the most non-competitive back. We all remember them. Of course we do. That's what's so weird it's about arguably it, the greatest team ever assembled in the history of basketball. Aren't you supposed to have some competition to make that argument? I, I don't disagree with you. I agree with what you're saying, but there was nothing competitive about it, and yet but I is, vividly is, remember isn't it. Isn't that what makes it – isn't that why saying that it's the greatest basketball team ever assembled because it was so non-competitive? It, you know what my most memorable recollection of that is? was John Stockton walking the streets of Barcelona unrecognized. They, they, honestly, yeah, you remember that documentary? Remember that? Yeah, the documentary. Where, yes. where, where, when they're showing Jordan and, and Barkley and just, just nuts. Just magic nuts. Just madhouse like the Beatles. And Stockton's just walking into Wait, a didn't cafe a girl, to get something didn't, to eat. Didn't a girl have like a Dream Team shirt on? With him on it. Yeah. Jesus. Still didn't recognize him. <laughs> and he's wearing like <laughs> denim shorts and a baggy t It's like, what in the world am I looking at right now? Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely. All right, it's time for a little super crosstalk. All right, so the guys are down in Irvine again. Another uh, Rams training camp day. How are things down at UCI, fellas? 
perfect. It's like uh, 75, little breeze. Jalen Ramsey's back on the field uh, running drills right in front of us, and all is right with the world. Is Matthew Stafford throwing? That is my number one concern Have going into Saturday. Him? No, he was throwing when we were – what day were we here last week? We were here on Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, yeah. He was throwing that day. Today, Did a lot you see of the – today? A lot okay, of the ben. wolf – I'm looking at the wolf. Stafford's standing there with his hands on his hips, watching the wolf throw. Okay, how's the wolf looking? Good. Wolf looks good. All right. Yeah, he always looks good. I don't know. You're you're a Rams pregame, postgame guy. Halftime, too. How do do we feel if we have to go to Wolford at some point? I think. Emergency, break break glass, go Wolford. um, I think if you got to play a game or two, great. You know, I mean, that's just life in the NFL. If you have to play a couple of games with your backup, I think he'll do just fine. If he has an elbow injury, like a pitcher has an elbow injury, I feel less great about it. Hey, in honor of uh, your son, is it Michael is your son? Uh, I have one Michael and one Bobby, yes. Yeah, my, Michael. Um, yeah, Dad. <laughs> How about um, that? How about that impersonation, um, Mace? not wearing any socks or shoes. So, Mace, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Mace, if you look at the, the look on his face when he's explaining the story, he's as frustrated in the studio yeah. as if Michael is here. It's, just can't miss. Do, do either of you, when you get in your car to go somewhere, do you just throw your shoes and socks on the seat next to you and wait till you arrive at your destination to put them on? I mean, I got slides on a lot of the time, and I do drive barefoot and ride barefoot. Okay. I got no issue with that. But you have slides on, the... Mace. You don't put shoes and then your van, your socks and then take 10 minutes to lace up your vans when you get somewhere. I, I normally have uh, whatever footwear I'm going with. Don't you, I you norm- don't Normally, socks on. Yeah, I never, I rarely wear them. I normally, though, always have shoes on when I get in the car. I, I, I don't think that is too much to ask. <laughs> Thank you. Have we, have we sailed past that point in your family, Trav? Well, that, got, did so, your boys do not bring shoes it, for they, whatever the um, outing is? Dad, um, <laughs> I got my shoes. I got to put them on. Hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. I got to put them in shoes and socks. Hey, I tell me that's tell not Rocky. I tell me that's not Rocky. Frustration tell here. me, where'd you put my socks? I don't know where your socks are. I didn't touch them. It's 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 like a nut it's house like a in this sneak car. preview into Brian and into Travis Rogers' life. It's right? a it's it Trav, is, I, I feel your pain. I actually you. share your frustration in this. Your your son should be able to at their ages figure out it's, you need shoes okay. in the world. Look, I don't I wanna I'm I if I'm nothing if not a bear for accuracy. It's not just the boys. She does it too. She's your she, wife does? No, Kelly's daughter. Kelly, oh. Ke- Kelly does it too. So it's she all- doesn't believe in full time footwear. Susan and I have failed as parents when it comes to preparing them okay. to walk now. out in the world. So I, I I don't know what to tell you guys. Sounds like a real blind spot you had. Clegg, <laughs> that's not mm-hmm. one that out. one of many along the way. How was your guys' weekends? Uh, it's fantastic. I heard you did a big L.A. weekend, I did. Brian. I, I, or Travis. I, for some reason, I'm calling you Brian. Uh, I have a brother Brian and a Brian a brother Travis, which I think probably has something to do with that so uh trav you had a big alley weekend you went to lacma where yep. else you go He's a we tourist. went to uh central market for lunch on friday afternoon yep. we, we went to dodger game on friday night got to see the vin nice. tribute which was amazing oh um, how was it in person it was so wonderful and it, it, it feels like the wrong word to use but it, it's the right one because everybody was in the same frame of mind everybody was there to celebrate this man who had such an impact on all of us and lived such an amazing life and getting to see all the players out there, getting to see everybody tip their cap to the press box, getting to see the new banner unveiled. It was just it was an incredibly emotional, beautiful night. It really was. Um, and I, I had a big L.A. day on Saturday. I went to the Dodger game on Saturday night uh, and saw him beat the Padres. Uh, you could go any night this weekend and see him beat the Padres. It was a really <laughs> – It was very <laughs> – Anytime, anytime those two teams Dealer's play. choice. So we did the, the Dodger game, and then we did the hike up to the Griffith Park Observatory on Saturday nice. morning. Nice. Uh, we did LACMA on Saturday afternoon. And then we did dinner at uh, Musso and Frank on Saturday night. We we, we go to the Hollywood Stars. Musso and Frank. Go to the Hollywood Still stars. there after all these years. All these years, it was terrific. The best martini I've had in quite some time. It was uh, it was a good weekend. It was. I, I felt nice. like I should have an I Love L A T shirt on. It yeah, was. Should. It yeah. was uh, I went to touristy. see that before the Dodger game on Saturday. I went to see that Moulin Rouge at uh, the Pantages Theater. It's fantastic. Good. And then rolled right into the Dodger game. It was a perfect day uh, in in Los Angeles, and it was a great weekend for the Dodgers. Obviously, I mean they just they just clocked them. They just clocked them. So love that. They're twenty. Uh, can I uh, Mace twenty to four make... over the three games? Yes. Twenty to four. Go ahead, John. Can I make a random training camp observation? Trev, you've been out here, right? Many times. 
Yeah, they and you guys did a Saturday show. Like, like but I mean, this Trev, this year you've been out here, yes, right? I have. Okay, so the NFL is requiring the use of something called guardian caps. In other words, they're oh, those a soft, puffy things. Yeah, yeah, they're a soft shell helmet cover because yeah. it reduces head injuries. Yes. So I'm looking at the Rams. We got a field to a right and a field to a, the left. Do we have any of them out there? Yeah, yeah. Anywhere where there's contact, you're required to wear a guardian cap. Like a puffy helmet. Yeah. So this drill right here is not contact, so these guys can wear regular helmets. But if you notice, all the guys, all the tight ends, yeah. because they participate in the blocking drills. They all drills, have the puffy caps. Yeah, have the guardian caps on. All right. So the NFL is requiring... <laughs> That you wear these caps in training camp. But when the seasons, because apparently they've determined that it, it's better for head safety. Yes. But when the season starts, we just get take rid them of off. them. Take them off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> cosmetically, they, they look go- You look like Kazoo from the Flintstones. After you know September I- 1st, they stop working. Either you kind of are concerned about head safety or you're not. Yeah, right? but wait a minute. Wait, I'm going to defend puffy helmets. So, John, you you have so many hits you take, right? Right. You want to reduce the number of hits you take in a season, a number of hard hits to the head. Sure. So why wouldn't this be a a way to cut down on the total number of hits you have during a season? I I agree with you, but my my follow-up question to you would be, okay, these reduce the – why wouldn't you oh, leave, leave them, them on for real games? Yeah. Of course, the hits well, are no, the I hits guess. in the regular season. Think about the difference. They look like in gigantic bike helmets, right? They, they look like big bike right. helmets. But Mace, if we've determined, and apparently there has been a determination, yes. because the NFL has mandated these—they're called guardian caps. You have to use these new soft shell helmet covers in an attempt to reduce head injuries. Someone has made a determination that these are helpful. Why Except starting you wear September eighth, so, right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I like. Then uh, we don't care anymore, right? Well, somebody. After that, look, cosmetics the, the, more guys, important than safety. The, the, Take the those things goofy they say they care about off. and the things that they care about are not always the same thing. Those can be two. I was because I asked the question too, John. When I saw them out there, the Guardians. I guess there's some protection for quarterbacks too for their hands and other people's hands getting in between them. So mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford or the Wolf don't get their thumb broken throwing passes during a drill. Right. They, there's that element to it as well. I, I you, your question is a good one. He's right. I don't keep know what on. the organization is. Yeah, keep them on. Yeah, yeah. wear the puffy hats during uh, pre or during training camp. Yeah. But we're going to add an extra game during the regular season. Right. With no puffy hats. <laughs> with no, and, and, and you're going to play first. Thursday night, and twice a week, twice a year, too. knock the crap out of each other. Hey, look. Uh, it just oh, seems. I hope it, that works it, it, in the collective bargaining like it, agreement. Yeah. Here's what I know for Trav, sure. it doesn't seem like they thought this one through, <laughs> well, if you know what not. I mean. Maybe not. Here's what I know for sure. I'm going to be there on September 8th and every Sunday after that, and I can't wait. <laughs> now, are you P- doing, you're doing the game this weekend, aren't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Doing the game on. I've never seen the, that place flipped in Charger colors because this is a chargers home game on <laughs> it is this weekend it is it is a it is a charger home game the rams are the visiting team and it'll be a charger home game when the rams play i think that's week 17 they play yeah, a, final, week game. 18. final week game yeah that's final a game rams season. game late in the year yeah. is it well we know we know that if the rams have already locked up their playoff position that uh, sean McVay won't play anybody so and, he, and we know he won't play anybody this weekend so with that in mind so with, with the idea yeah. of playing guys, uh, what do you guys think? The Dodgers have a 15-and-a-half game lead. Yep. We're, yeah. What is it? It's August 8th. So you got a little bit of runway here. But let's say you get into September and you've got a double-digit lead. They got, by the way, mm-hmm. six games on the Mets and the Yankees, too. So just They've to got comfortable yep. leads when it comes to all home field advantage things, division. Okay. Do you do anything differently in September? Or do you just keep your foot to the gas and hope that it breaks your way? Well, baseball can be fickle. I mean, you could just as easily go on a, you know, they've had three-game losing streaks to the Pirates this year. I mean, so, I mean, they, it can it can go fast. But I, I but I to to your point, Trav. I think what we may see is guys like Ryan Pepio yep. getting starts. Maybe yep. Andre Jackson getting starts. Guys Why wouldn't like, they? Yeah, I mean, at, at that. Point, yeah, I wouldn't pitch Kershaw or Bueller in games in September if you don't need. Yeah, them. I mean, what? you want to manage those guys right to the where you feel the very best about him going into a post-game series. Look, um, and I'm if not, that means 
pitching a bunch of guys in the meantime. Pitch a bunch of guys in the meantime. If right? Kershaw's back thing, I think, is obviously legitimate. You could just tell by the expression on his face that he felt a little something in there. But is this not just about perfect timing to to get him down for a week or two or three or however long it takes and then build him back get him up some in more September yep. and then have him just go for it in October? And I don't know if somebody else, to your point, Mace, like whether it's Ryan Pepio takes over for – I don't know Gonsolin who gets a blister one mm-hmm. day or what. Just yeah. those those little those little teeny tiny things that you can take huge advantage of because Dave Roberts talked about it. You know earlier uh, last year they ran out of steam last year. They have the luxury this year to do it. Fight until game one sixty two. Right, and you got to take care this year in particular because Gonsolin's thrown more innings than he's ever thrown. Tyler Anderson has thrown more innings than he's ever thrown. I mean, guys are getting up there in terms of innings. So those guys, I, I mean, you. I, it wouldn't surprise me to see them with a phantom IL at some point during the rest of the when, season. When you went on Saturday night, was that vibe the same as it was on Friday night watching these two? Like, these teams aren't even close. These, not these, even close. These, these are not in the same universe as far as depth of lineup, depth of starting pitching, bullpen capabilities. It felt like a major league team playing against something that was not of major league quality. See if you felt this, Trav. I was amazed at how much... Dodger fans hate Manny Machado. <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> That's been a consistent. Really which one of you Manny guys Machado. Which one of you guys went on Saturday? We did. I did. Okay. I, we may Jorge may even have this play. Uh-huh. Okay. There was a play on Saturday where Machado, I mean, made he, he made an error. And then the ball, like, ricocheted off his knee and rolled into left field. He sort of loped out there. He didn't even yeah. lope. He walked. <laughs> he walked out there while Trey Turner just took second base. I mean, and I said, I, I watched this highlight. We, said, we have it, John. You want to listen to it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Bouncing ball. Off Machado. Betts heads for third. Turner heads for second. Betts going halfway up the line, drawing the throw. He'll all right, so, but it, what Joe didn't describe was Manny Machado, after it hit him, walked out to left field yeah, and picked fast. that ball up, and Turner just kept running. I don't know how he doesn't get killed for this. Old Johnny Hustle. What do you yeah, yeah, that's what he said. I'm not going to be Johnny Hustle. Did you guys see, <laughs> you guys see his quote? Obviously. <laughs> you guys see the quote after, uh, after yesterday's game. He's asked is he, if he's concerned. Padres get obviously swiped. He said, concerned. Why would I be concerned? Not at all. Uh, Trav and I were talking about it. It's almost like... I don't know if delusional is the right way to put it, but I don't even believe him with what he just said. I mean, they just traded for Juan Soto and a, a bunch of other guys, and Bell it just and, and it just happened to come Jury. at a time that you get to play the Dodgers in L.A. for three straight, and you lose twenty to four. Bueller didn't touch the ball. Julio didn't touch the ball. Kershaw didn't touch the ball. And I'm not trying to throw beef at Gonsolin or Anderson. They've been great this year, but those aren't your technically your aces. What'd you guys? What'd you guys take of him saying that he's not concerned at all? He's lying. Well, I mean, I just don't think he cares. I I, I don't think he cares about hustling or winning or anything. He's having a really good year. I, you I, think he doesn't care about winning? Well, when I'm trying to think, was last year the first year he's been in the playoffs? He never made it with the they Orioles, They didn't make right? it last year. Well, he played he with, the with the Dodgers. He played with the Dodgers when they went. Yeah, okay. So he was yeah, in the playoffs with the Dodgers. He was in that very short playoffs series. with the Orioles. Season. Right. It, look, look, he's a terrific player, but there's no quicker way to get everybody to hate your guts than to say you're not going to try. It's not yeah, super that you're not going to hustle. Right? They, right. They, because it... Especially you, for them. I mean, well, they don't have a margin. The one they thing have no you margin can control is your effort. Of course. And think about it like this. Every guy that goes to a Dodger game is plunking down 17 bucks for a beer. They're plunking down $10 for a hot dog. They paid 30 bucks to park their car. Tickets are expensive. And the guy that's making 35 million bucks says, yeah, I don't really, I'm not going to be Johnny Hustle. I'm not going to try. There's no quicker way to get everybody against uh, on the and other side. And by the way, he's having. I just I just pulled he's up. Terrific. He is having, having a great season. He's having a fine. He's a great. Season. He's a great yep. hitter. It, but he's he's still two eighty nine, nineteen homers, sixty RBIs. Don't those guys grow on trees? Nineteen homers, sixty RBIs. Brandon Drury. They just well. Got he's also he's, he's also actually has more glove. home runs in him. 
He's also Gold Glover at third, but it, it just seems weird that he doesn't even attempt to run after a ball like is, that. Is there, is there an NBA equivalent, Ireland, of a guy that just aggressively doesn't try? Can you think of anybody James like that? James Harden was that for a while. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, Harden was yeah. On yeah. defense, yeah. Yep. I, no, not that I could. I mean, Trev, not that blatantly. That if you, like, dribbled the ball off your foot, that you would walk back <laughs> to get it while somebody else from the other team just runs up and steals it. I mean, I, I come on. You're in the major leagues. I, I It's just comical how little effort he puts into plays. If they don't win the World Series, they being the Dodgers, obviously, there, there is no that's baseball, things happen. They are so much better than everyone else. They've actually set themselves up for even more criticism if they don't close the show. Because, look, if the Padres are the second-best team in the league, and they might be, maybe it's the Mets, maybe it's the Braves, but the Padres can make a case for it. And the Dodgers sure. are doing what they're doing to them, and they don't get it done. Now what? Well, the pitching might be an issue. If if they go into the postseason with no Kershaw, no Gonsal, and no Dustin May, which is not likely but possible, and their starters for a playoff series would be Gonsal and Urias, Anderson, and then other Heaney. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how much of a favorite they'd be, but if the pitching works itself out, they, yeah. Oh, John, I think I mean, they'd be even, huge favorites. Yeah, I think huge. they'll be gigantic favorites, certainly in Vegas, gigantic favorites to win the world. And especially the Yankees pitching staff just went completely Well, look out for the, the Mets. Jacob deGrom struck out 12 yeah. people in five innings. Lights out. And that's a great one, too. I would love it, to see him pitch for two months in a row without going down. And, and I mean, yeah. I like I, he just—he's well, a and, very and fragile So let's player. say you play you play the Mets in in the National League Championship Series. You'll see Scherzer throw, twice. You'll Scherzer see in, twice. You'll throw Scherzer in Game One, Dragram Game Two, and you're down 0-2. Give me Tyler you Anderson. Know, <laughs> right, <laughs> Tyler so Anderson the, the and Gonsolin. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I don't think they're no. as much of a favorite as you guys do. I think the Mets are a really good. Mets are good. Mets are, Mets are very good. Um, they got I the think the Dodgers bear. have a better pitching staff. And a much um, deeper and lineup. And who in the, who in the Dodgers lineup. would you take ahead of Scherzer about, or DeGrom? I'm talking about depth. First of all, I've seen Jake DeGrom throw one time this year. Yeah. I've seen uh, him throw once. Scherzer I, I ran out of gas last year at the end of the line. That's always yeah, a possibility. Yeah, some repeatable track record for from DeGrom. Too. Before I declare them invincible. And, and by the uh, way, Scherzer, Scherzer. And the Dodgers aren't quite as feast or famine as they've been previously. They're, they're a little bit more predictable as how they go about scoring their runs. They don't strike out yeah. a ton. They're really good defensively. They get on base a ton. I, they're, the lineup, pitching to pitching, Mets maybe slightly, but the rest of it is Dodgers in a rump. Dodgers yeah. in a rump. Yeah. Mason and Ireland live from UC Irvine. It is Rams camp coming up next. We will see you tomorrow.